Hello everyone. So in today's podcast, I will be talking about the COVID-19 response in the Kingdom of Bahrain. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Bahrain is an island nation in the Middle East with a population of over 1.5 million people, most of whom are expatriates. Bahrain confirmed its first case of coronavirus on 21st February this year. It was a school bus driver who came from Iran via Dubai. In less than a week, there were around 10 cases, most of whom were from Iran, so the country imposed a travel ban on Iran and suspended flights from Dubai and Sharjah. All the schools and universities were shut by 25th of February. There were 38 cases by the end of the month, and those infected were taken to the Ibrahim Kanu Medical Center for isolation. By mid-March, they had the first COVID death in the country. At the same time, the government announced a $11 billion stimulus package to support the economy and also cover water and electricity bills for the next three months. On the day of the second COVID death, gatherings of people were prohibited, a punishment of BD 5000 along with three years imprisonment was imposed. Export of sanitizers was banned and the Bahrain Exhibition Center was converted into the country's main testing center. By March 25th, all non-essential services were closed except supermarkets, banks, bakeries and healthcare facilities. It was later announced that people can seek private healthcare in three hotels in the country. The government launched its Be Aware Bahrain app on 31st March. In the next few months, the authorities continued rampant testing and contact tracing. They introduced a waterproof GPS wristband tracker to monitor those who were home quarantined. Government also announced it would spend $570 million to pay salaries of all private sector Bahraini employees from April to June. The country recorded its highest daily spike on 11th June and 9th September at 11,046 and 11,363 cases respectively. However, due to high recovery rates and people's cooperation, they were able to bring down the cases soon enough. When a person living in an apartment building was infected, the authorities would test the entire building and their workplace. Although certain places of public gatherings were closed down, such as restaurants and cinema halls, private offices remained open and followed the guidelines. The country never went into a complete lockdown and people were allowed to move around and go shopping as long as they wore masks and kept a safe distance. Now we will speak to Ria John, a student from Bangalore who flew to Bahrain in June. Ria Please tell us what it was like to travel during a pandemic and stay in home quarantine. Hi everyone, this is Ria and I study in Bangalore. Uh, Initially when the lockdown was declared in March, I thought it was just going to be for two weeks. So I didn't bother um, booking a flight to Bahrain at the time. But as we all know, it was definitely more than two weeks. So finally in June... I booked, a, booked an Air India Express repatriation flight from Mangalore. I took an Indigo flight to Mangalore and stayed at an overnight hotel there. And then the next morning, I flew to Bahrain. 
I took all of the precautions because I was very scared. Uh, I wore a PP during the flight because my parents insisted, and my grandmother lives with us. When I landed in Bahrain, we were immediately taken in a bus uh, to the testing facility. Uh, I was asked to download the Be Aware Bahrain app and fill out uh, the f- some forms with my address. Um, the app would be connected to my passport number as well as my mobile number. Uh, after this, I met with the admin staff who went through all of my forms and asked me if I had my own room and bathroom in my house, to which I said yes. He then put a tracker bracelet on me, told me to activate it once I was in my bedroom. I was not allowed to take off the bracelet even while showering or I would have to pay a fine. Um, he also told me the helpline number I should call in case I start showing symptoms. After that, uh, I was finally taken for the test. Um, everyone that worked in the facility had a full PPE kit on. And they were very very kind the same bus took us back to the airport i uh, collected all my luggage and my mom picked me up finally when we got home i went straight to my room activated the location on the app my mom uh, took all my clothes and suitcases and put it out in the sun uh, finally the next day my uh, test came negative uh, i spent the next two weeks in my room, I would walk around the house late at night and I wouldn't really touch anything. The app kept asking me to send a picture of myself wearing the bracelet with my surroundings visible at least once a day. On weekends, it would ask me to upload a picture three times throughout the day. On the 14th day, I had to book an appointment for my second test. Um, So I went to the COVID testing facility and it was a drive-through testing um, option. So I just had to sit in the car while the medical staff came and took the nose swab through the window. Uh, They also took off my bracelet. The test came back negative that evening and I was finally allowed to be in the same room as my uh, parents and grandmother. So yeah, I was really impressed by the efforts that the government had put in. Both tests were free, so I didn't really have to worry about that, which was a blessing because it costs around 30 to 40 BD for one test, which is around 6 to 8,000 rupees. So yeah, that is my story. Thank you, Ria. It was really interesting to learn about the tracker and the innovative technology. Now, to know more about the COVID care facilities, my friend Navneet Kaur will tell us about the experience when her family contracted the virus. Hi everyone, so my name is Navneet Kaur. So initially, my cousin brother was tested positive. People at his workplace were positive and hence he got very high fever. And um, all of my family members and his father were in direct contact with him. And uh, when he got tested, he was positive, of course. And then the Ministry of Health took 
contact of people whoever he was in contact with from the last 14 days i guess and um, which included all of us and his dad and as soon as he gave us gave them our uh, numbers they contacted us and they booked the appointment for all of us which was around 15th of july and we all went for our test on 15th and around uh, midnight 3 am or something after that we got our results in which i was negative but my mom my dad my brother and my uncle these four were tested positive and um, then uh, they told us that within 24 hours the ministry of health will contact with us again and uh, we did get a call and they said that whoever is positive needs to go to a particular hospital which was only for the covid positive patients so that was basically to check if they can stay at home and cure themselves or they need to go to a covid facility so they went to the hospital and they said that my brother could stay at home because he had no serious issue and plus he is around 24 years old so it was pretty cool with them but then my mom my dad and my uncle they had uh, high bp and my uncle had sugar issues as well so they were not allowed to stay at home and they had to go to a covid facility they came back home took their luggage and went to the covid facility over there there were two separate buildings for men and women so each room had uh, four people but the room was pretty huge so there were four beds on each corner of the room and um, there was one kitchen for each floor and uh, washrooms as well there were like six or seven washrooms for each floor and uh, as soon as you use the washroom they clean it like after each person uses the washroom and they got lunch dinner breakfast all three and plus they had snacks and tea or coffee whenever they needed and um, they had their test after 5 days 5 days they were over there plus they had uh, they could go for walk whenever they wanted there was a small garden sort of where my parents could meet because they were in separate buildings they couldn't meet but during the walk time they could meet meet each other and uh, on the other hand my brother uh, was at home provided that he could have a, he had a separate washroom and separate room to himself and then um, so uh, when he went to the hospital they gave him a whole package which had um, three to four bottles of sanitizers uh, pretty huge ones and uh, i think four or five boxes of mask and almost two boxes of hand gloves and plus a oximeter and a thermometer for him to use and uh, they used to call us almost every day ministry of health to make sure that my brother is fine because he was not under supervision of any doctor so they used to call us every day to ask if he's fine if he's keeping well he needs any uh, facility or he needs to go somewhere or anything we used to get those calls so my parents were at the facility for 5 days so how it works is that um the first test happens after 5 days and then if you're tested positive each test happens after every 2 days 
but uh, thankfully my parents and my uncle were tested negative uh, after the first 5 days and then they came back home so it was it is fine it was not very difficult but i think the best part about all of this was that we had really good facilities and we did not pay a single penny for any of these expenses anything we did not pay at all so experience was obviously a bit scary because it's covid but overall it was pretty fine thank you thank you namneet the government's measures have been truly noteworthy and seem to have helped many people through this difficult time another aspect we will now look at is the vaccine trials in the country Sinopharm, a Chinese state-owned pharmaceutical company, has been conducting its COVID vaccine trials in Bahrain. It is now at phase three of trials with over seven thousand seven hundred volunteers, including the crown prince himself. Reports claim that there have been no re- negative reactions to the vaccines so far. Bahrain currently stands at two thousand five eighty-four active cases, with eighty-nine receiving treatment. The government has allowed restaurants and schools to reopen with protocols in place. They stopped conducting free COVID tests since mid-August and has lifted home quarantine rules for international travelers. Mosques have been reopened for the daily 4 p.m. prayers alone. Most schools in the country remain shut and only few small government and private schools have reopened so far. As of October 30th, the daily cases stands at 240 and with that we come to the end of this podcast thank you everyone for listening and i hope this has proved informative to you stay safe and have a nice day